Can you tell me if like this is like a weird dietary choice? Okay. So you've come to the exact right people. Yeah, I think our diets are extremely normal human diets. Yeah, that's why I asked. So, uh, you know, with the move, I haven't had a lot of time to cook, and I'm still, like, learning how to use our kitchen and all that stuff because, you know, every kitchen is California so kitchen. different. Yeah, because right. it only makes pizza. <laughs> I yeah, no matter what, you, you try to scramble eggs and their yeah. pizza comes out. Sure. Right. Right. So I, I had to kind of go off of whatever was in the pantry, and I've returned to a dish that I, like, lived on during college in – my wife thinks it is a gross dish. I think it is a perfectly normal dish. I wish our show was just about this. Honestly, yeah, this too. is my favorite conversation to have. So what I do is I take, <laughs> a, you know, like a pita or ideally just like a, a flour tortilla. Oh, warm, I like oh, this start. Right. I warm it up in the microwave oh, for 10 yeah, seconds. Oh, yeah. Look, that's just for you. Then I open, uh, uh, you know, a packet of tuna, one of those little plastic packets of tuna. Lemon pepper is my 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 favorite. I spread yeah. it out yeah. inside of the tortilla. I okay. drop one whole pickle in the tortilla. Oh, you are getting into Garfield territory. <laughs> I, I slice <laughs> the pickle on the plate, which usually damages the plate. Yeah. But now it's like much, much more crunchable, right? Yeah. And then a little bit of salt and pepper. And if oh, I'm feeling yeah. like I'm treating myself a little bit of olive oil. Now you're cooking, baby. Well, you got artisanal with those last two steps. Yeah. And then I fold it up. Yeah. I wrap it on one end. On the other end, I keep it open. And that way I can pour out <laughs> the tuna juice. Oh. You have <laughs> to take you, glass. You must decant the tuna juice. <laughs> yeah. And there's a little bit of the pickle juice. And then it's like nice and dry. And I, I and then I just crunch through it. And that's like a lunch. Yeah. Why yeah, even bother cool. cutting the pickle? Why don't you just jam the whole pickle in there and wrap it like a little baby? That's a good question. He's not a fucking he's not a caveman. Uh, exactly. I'm not a I'm not a he's fucking not a caveman. caveman. Also he's, gonz he's gonzo. <laughs> this, is, this, is a this is a gonzo food he's eating. To it's give you not the a real, real answer, thing. if you don't chop the pickle, then when you bite into the pickle, you might not get through. So then you end up just like pulling the whole pickle out like a tendon. Might not get through. You can't bite a through a pickle, Chris Plant? No, it's, it's, it's hard. I have I have delicate teeth. <laughs> Soft, soft. Pickle teeth. Nature is trying to keep Chris Plant from eating pickles. <laughs> All right. Well, so <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So this isn't gone how I thought it would. Are yeah. You okay. Saying, okay. Okay. So can we have a vote? No. No. You can have a fucking public flogging. Is what you can have. Yeah. You there will be much Oscar shame. the Grouch eating motherfucker. No. You are so precipitously close to becoming the Russ. Apologies, Russ. You're so close to being the Russ on this podcast. You're like razor's edge with this little. Because fa fatherhood has tamed the Russ in a way that I think is you are too. You may be too far gone. Well, it's you. You have Russ is Russ by becoming a father. Russ is now just has like. Dad quirk, like you know, mm -hmm. like it's not, it's not weird Russ quirks. It's Russ's son's dad, the weird yes. things that he does. But Chris like, has a son too. What? No, I know, but what, you, you yeah. didn't know how to keep yourself alive, Russ. Yeah, that's true. But true. now you have to keep someone else alive, and you, it's rubbed off on you, Chris. This is the best he gets. Yeah, do you he know what I mean? A, he can't eat a pickle, guys. The ceiling wait, wait, is wait, wait, higher wait. on Russ. Chris <laughs> wait, 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 is at wait, wait, the wait. ceiling. <laughs> So is it bad? A pickle if, for days. I, I'm not saying I've done this, but is it bad if I served this to my child? End I'm it. Put that, it, it End, that's, end that's, it. Yeah, okay, that's, that's actually that's the worsties. <laughs> now it's the worsties. My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know a bunch of great games coming to your systems this fall. Plug in. My name is Russ Frostick, and I know the best game of the week. That's right. All four of the besties are back to talk with you about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. This is 
It's a video game club. And just by listening, you, my friend, are a member. We've got so much great stuff to talk to you about this week. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, we are going to talk about the fall lineup. What, what, how's this fall looking, Plant? How, how, generally speaking, before we get the nitty gritty, how, how are we feeling? You're not going to be ready for this, but they've got video games coming this fall. They got, oh, yeah. they've got Call of Duty. No they've spoilers. Got, they've got no, Madden. You're spoiling it. Well, that's not. I mean, that's pretty much. They got it. other okay. stuff, but we're going to get to it in the in the episode. <laughs> and some games that aren't legally required to be released annually. <laughs> uh, come up after this. We're also going to have a discussion of the Forgotten City, a sort of indie gem that uh, many of us here on this podcast have been enjoying uh, quite a bit. So uh, we'll, we'll get into all that right after this. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You know, at the beginning, Chris Plant mentioned Madden. Does that come out this fall and I just missed it, or is it out already? Yeah, it's usually out by August. Who can Okay, so possibly... I missed it, and no one cares. It's fine. So this has been a weird uh, a weird time for video game releases. It's been a weird time for everything, but especially a weird time for video game releases because we're sort of at, like, if you had started developing your game when the pandemic began, I feel like you would be, like, rounding the bend for a lot of uh, games, for a lot of the average, like, dev cycle you'd be like rounding the bend at this point um and i think nobody really knew how it was going to impact the uh the the release schedule but we've got a decent little batch coming up for the rest it's looking good it's also weird because like the install base hasn't necessarily thrived for the next the current gen consoles Mm. because of the there's a there's chips that aren't just aren't people are not making enough chips I guess but it doesn't really matter because every I think every single one of the games on this list is coming to past generations as well that's a fair point yeah uh, so it yeah. really doesn't matter yeah I also feel like a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about probably would have come out last year but last year was last year yeah right it's also, yeah it's also worth noting they've sold 10 million PS5s. I guess I think five million uh, Series X's as of June thirtieth. So like, there's a there's a few out there. Yo, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start the list with like maybe the best game, like Ooh, mo- I'm not, excited not best, about this the most one. promising game on the list, um, and most out next week game. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm so excited. I know, dog. So we're, we're, first, we're talking about Death Loop, or as I like to call it, Dishonored Three, now with guns and spies. Have you played? Has anyone actually played it no. at an event or no? no. And if we could, we couldn't. We confirm. couldn't talk about it. Yeah, fair. I forgot how things. I was gone for one well, week and I forgot how things were. Jeff Backler talked about it on, on Bombcast. Oh yeah, there yeah was like they, there's been a preview round for it, but um, okay. Um, I've not played it. Everyone seems to be very in favor of it, and I I actually just recently started playing for the first time. Dishonored Death of the Outsider, which I never played, and it totally oh, yeah, got that's me great. in the mood for... Is that standalone? Can I that go is a standalone. In? Yes. It's on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Deathloop, if you're not familiar, is in. it's from Arcane, so it's got a lot of that uh, Dishonored DNA, but you are also in a titular Deathloop, and you have to figure out how to sort of string together 
a series of what? Hits? Of assassinations? Yeah, you're, uh, you're using each of your loops to gain more information such that you can assassinate a bunch of different folks on this island um, without problem. And so you obviously keep some upgrades across your loops, but also the information you glean, like, oh, I know this guy goes to this corner at 2 p.m. every day. I'm going to sit up on this sniper tower and take him out. So you're kind of like, coincide a bunch of different things that's my understanding of it i have not played it yeah i've heard people describe it it sounds buck wild and it looks like visually super stunning the one thing that always was a little bit of a drag for dishonored is that even though it's a gorgeous game it's very dour just like environmentally yeah. speaking yeah this seems the total opposite of that very colorful and all over the place i'm super super psyched we do have oh, a lot of dishonored though dishonored's too slow just too slow okay well and this game mm. looks real fast are we in a weird, like, renaissance for Groundhog Day games? Because I feel like with... We talked about Overboard. We talked about 12 Minutes. Well, we got Deathloop. I feel like there was another big one. I mean, there is. It's Forgotten City, but you haven't City. played it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's wild. Okay, yes, this game looks very good. Man, this... Damn. Hey, guys, Fall looks... I'm looking at this list. Fall yeah. looks good. Hey, let's keep on talking. Yes. Yeah. S- September 16th. Is that right? I think that's a Sunday. Uh, I mean, maybe I got it wrong. I was writing out the rundown. I'm pretty sure that's September 16th is what internet says. It is an indie okay. game, uh, so they could pretty much put those out whenever they want. No, nope. they could do I'm, a I'm wrong. if they wanted to. That is Thursday. It's uh, that's when Eastward comes out. Uh, this is a uh, indie. Oh man, adventure RPG it, sort of puzzly thing. It kind of looks like um, Earthbound. If I had to, it looks a lot like Earthbound. If I had uh, to put a finger on it, it's published by Chucklefish. I forget the name of the developer. I apologize, but people are very, very amped about it. Just I think based Pix, on trailers, Pix, Pixel, Pixel, yeah, um, it looks so good. I, they they featured it heavily in the last uh, Nintendo Indie World showcase, uh, and yeah, it just looks gorgeous. It's like some of the best looking pixel art I've seen in absolutely forever. Uh, and it's sort of got Zelda vibes. There's river yeah. rafting segments, and uh, it's got. It just looks hip as hell. I don't know. It looks how like um, Minish Cap quality pixel art. Yes, yeah. like that it is, has yeah, like it's, really that 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 level of quality that like. I mean, I think we said that in the Zelda episode. You know, we haven't seen a lot ripping that off, despite it being awesome. Yeah, uh, I think that's timed exclusive for Switch. Uh, so I think it's coming out on PC maybe same same day, yeah. but that's September 16th. Man. <laughs> okay, here's the tricky one. September 23rd, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, Griffin, you were probably excited about this at some point a long time ago. Um, yeah, it's like, hard to be stoked about any Blizzard product at the moment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I would say for people who are listening to the show, because I know people have a variety of feelings about this, is do what you feel is right. Uh, that can mean that you don't want to buy the game because you don't want to support Activision Blizzard, and that's totally fine. I will also say that there are plenty of people who worked on this game or work at Activision Blizzard who are not the bosses who want you to play the things that they make and who do not want you to uh, support a full ban on buying their games. Um, so it's tricky. Like, I, 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 we are not going to say one way or the other which is the right thing for you to do. But if you're still hyped for this, I understand, and I understand it's complicated. And if you completely find this unbearable, completely understand that too. Uh, so I think we can kind of leave it at that for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to just say one other thing, and that's, like, thank God for Blockbuster, because that lets you wander in play the games all the games yeah any games you want but especially this one where you don't have to support the company necessarily but you do get to enjoy the hard work from the talented artists that's so thank true you. thank you blockbuster thank you blockbuster. but For when everything. you do use the virtual boy kiosk it does smell like cheeto breath well cheeto eyes which is a whole <laughs> different thing um Okay. Well, I can't I can't look at the list anymore because my freaking trackpad stopped working. So well, somebody well else. good news, because yeah. there will be a mouse ball coming your way in the form of a monkey <laughs> <Yeah>. ball. <laughs> Finally, a game with... This is the ad. Finally, a game with balls. Oh, yeah. Who is that? That's, that's like, cool. That's yeah, like that's... Yeah. 
You sound like Donkey, but also you sounded like every video game advertisement for like the Nintendo 64 era. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, is fantastic. Super Monkey Especially for the game balls. <laughs> yeah. Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is coming October 5th. Uh, this is, uh, we've talked about it on the show before. This is games one through three in the Super Monkey Ball canon. It also has a number of guest stars. Um, uh, from various. Anyone has ever said the Super Monkey Ball canon before? <laughs> I think there's probably. I think there is a canon mini game in the Super Monkey yeah. Ball. Um, <laughs> who's who's in there? Uh, they've got fucking uh, Kiryu, Kiryu from um, from uh, Yakuza. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty is DLC. Yes. They just announced someone else. Oh, the uh, mo- the the monster. Uh, monster Rancher, Monster Guy. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. So that that sounds pretty dope. That's coming October fifth. Um, another October fifth game is. Jet Far Shore. Plant, you're very excited about this game. Yes, I'm extremely excited about this. This is the follow-up by effectively the co-creator, I guess like central creative force of uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. And he partnered with the new studio. Uh, Originally, he worked with Capybara Games for Sword and Sorcery. This one's new. And basically, the long short of it is it's like No Man's Sky-esque. Uh, and that you are zipping from planet to planet, exploring these like large, I think largely barren spaces. Uh, it's been quite secretive. I mean, I, I know he's been working on it for a very, very, very long time. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited to play it. I have a feeling it will be divisive just because it looks slow. Like it looks like it, a very it, slow it, game. It's so hard to tell, right? Because I've watched a few trailers for this game and still feel like I don't know what it is, except that it looks like No Man's Sky, which was bad when it came out and then mm. took lots and lots of work to become a good game. So, I, yeah, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's so, it is, it could be great. It could be not, but I don't, mm. it's, tough to, it's tough to guess because we don't know what the fuck the game, what the game is. Is there lasers? Who knows? I'll tell you what we probably have a much better idea about. <laughs> Far Cry Six. You close your eyes, you can probably see what this one's gonna be. What this one's gonna be like. Uh, obviously, the last Far Cry was met with, um, uh, I would say, a fair amount of disappointment. Is that is that? You're not talking about that? the zombie one. You're talking about the the America one. The America one. Yeah. Uh, yes, the America one. Yes. Uh, was that was this a zombie? One? It came after the America one. You're kidding me. No. What it was, was it? a it was what a call it? but it was like a side story to the America. Yeah, it was like a apo- right. apocalypse. Oh, no, it, regardless, fi- fucking Far Cry Five was a bad game. And maybe yeah, it was uh, a bad game. It's very and, and I you know I think that this franchise, you know, it still has some. Uh, I I still am interested in it. I don't know. I the, it. Well, Far Cry it, Four was a good game. So yeah, it's weird because they so did a good weird. one and you then they did me. a bad one. So who knows? It could be. But anything. you know, if we're going with the the rhythm there, Far Cry One bad far cry 2 pretty boring <laughs> far cry 3 and 4 good excellent far cry 5 bad far cry 6 i don't know what I'm is this patterns, rhythm but like it's very syncopated i think it's anybody's guess is what i'm saying you know it's anybody's guess <laughs> it's the fibonacci sequence they're gonna have yeah. t- they did one good one bad or t- wait two bad one too bad. Two good so they're back to two bad that's the fibonacci one bad sequence. one boring oh, classic yeah, good. fib the classic Phoebe. October 8th is a game that I'm just going to say the name of and we should just move on because I'm too pumped for it and I don't want to talk about it any more than that. Metroid Dread. I'm dreading it. October 8th. I'm, Fucking that's awesome. a good one. Can't wait. That's also when the uh, OLED Switch Also the drops. OLED Switch is coming out then. Who? I can't wait for that. We're going to talk about that game so much. You're right. We can talk about that later. That's There's really like no reason to go beyond that. Five episodes for you. Um, October 12th is Back for Blood. This is the game that was made by uh the team members behind left for dead it also has a four in the title um i is it I turtle rock a, is it turtle rock or is it or did they make a new thing did I they make a new, it's a no new, it's, tur- it's turtle it's turtle it's turtle rock. it is yeah um i i know they had a beta and the response of the beta was like a little bit lukewarm but maybe that was just an early thing um but i know people really enjoy like co-op uh story-based um, PVE experiences, and that's certainly this. So, yeah, I think definitely one to watch for. Um, but uh, we'll see if it can kind of rally off of the beta response. I, I think this is Warner Brothers publishing. I, I think, but I, I hope whoever is publishing it gives it the kind of Ubisoft uh, Rainbow Six Siege treatment because 
I, I think a game like this, you kind of need like a year or two in public where you can make it the thing that people are, are, are hoping for, I guess. Or, or I f- mean, find a yeah. way to split the difference between the creative ambition and the audience ambition. I guess so, but like Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 came out and were great. Like everyone loved them. Out yeah, they were also I know made it was an earlier Valve. time, but... Um, this game, I I was recently looking up uh, about it because I was curious. I wanted to know if it had the, the multiplayer competitive mode where like one team was the zombies and one team, and it does have that, which okay. is very exciting. But it also has like, you can make decks... Yeah, for your like different characters, and there's a shit ton of characters this time. Yeah, I think there's like eight uh, different characters, and each one has like their own sort of like specialties. Uh, and then you create like sort of loadout decks that uh, inform like what you find and what your character can do, but also like affects the um, game director, just like the AI. I, I, it's very, very, very ambitious, and I think if they nail it, like this is going to be a game that people are going to be talking about for a long, long, long yeah. time. Should be interesting. Uh, October twenty second is Battlefield twenty forty two. Did I get the title right? You did. That's the correct number. Okay. Is it weird that I'm like pretty excited about this? It looks interesting. I, I think the the most interesting thing I forget what they call it in the game, but they have this like level creator thing where you could like throw Vietnam helicopters at futuristic hover tanks and like do these crazy matchups. And that was like the first time in a while that I've kind of cared about a battlefield thing. Yeah. So that seems pretty um, cool. Yeah. I always enjoy Battlefield games for... I always enjoy my weekly... Uh, my, my annual Battlefield uh, dive for like a week. I have lots of friends who are very into this franchise, and I'm always like, hell yeah, let's get let's saddle up. And then I play yeah, it and realize... Like the, skill, the skill curve. I'm so bad at it. Yeah. It's so hard to play online. I just get creamed. Yeah. Uh, but we're old men. Yeah. You can say we are living in the age of empires for coming out october 28th <laughs> <laughs> anyone else want to say some cool shit about that like funny yeah sh- avoid funny these shit? empires they just don't stop and we're still very much in I, their age i feel this bad a, for our listeners yeah who, who want us to talk more about like strategy games Bo- because boring game. we're gonna give this a, a, a fair shot because i do think this game looks good yeah no, there's. I mean, we're we are not uh, such big jags that we say this fran- this this genre we don't like. Every game in it is te- is terrible. No, uh, it's just it's just you know you you know what it is. Mm. There's like a you you discover weak points, and even with four true professionals yeah. of gaming, mm. you're gonna find points where it's like, eh, there we actually have a a, a place here where we. Yeah, uh, you know, I think we can. I think we can all agree this is the only genre that we don't talk about other than fighting games and racing <laughs> yes. games and, uh, and racing <laughs> sports, and sports yeah, racing games. games. Oh no, we talk about. Oh, they, good. Like, they like that was a good segue. Hey, good segue to racing games. Game of the year. Riders Republic comes out okay, October twenty eighth, and it is oh, number one Gotti contender. Okay. I, I want to talk about this game in the context of Chris Plant. Now this you might rules. know that Chris Plant recommends a lot of sports games and a lot of racing games and i try to try them and i try to have a good time and they generally are not super fun that's just a preference i don't oh. i you know i just don't Hang dig on. a lot of racing games needle the the razor's edge here like i, I where, where's this gonna go this is gonna go to i played the beta off of chris plant's recommendation of riders republic and absolutely, totally loved it. It was <gasps> really, really excellent. It is exa- exactly what I'm looking for. A vibe of like SSX meets, I don't know, a game that has other vehicles that aren't just a snowboard. There's a motorcycle. You get a jetpack at one point. You get like flight gear. You can just like walk around the world if you want to and like visit sites. It's yeah. fucking also, sick. I, I thought you, it was really great. You can change the type of sport you're doing on the fly so one of our listeners recommended that i uh get in the jetpack right and go over this like huge bridge and what's effectively the grand canyon and then get inches from the ground and then right when i'm just like an inch above the ground switch to uh, a road bicycle and literally just like blast through the terrain at you know 200 miles per hour on a road bicycle and then of course crash into a ragdoll fury right it is 
so fun. The other thing that is great, uh, and I am in favor of just ripping things off as long as you're doing it in your own uh, additional creative way, is they borrow from the Fall Guys idea of what if we just put like 50, I think, people on the PC version, I think it's 50, uh, in a race. So doing a SSX-style race where the screen is just swarmed in other people is hilarious. Is it, like, fair or competitive? No. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, But it doesn't need to be because the rest of the game has that for you. This game, I I really hope that this game takes off. It is everything I loved about Steep, but... um, but polished and and enjoyable for people who don't have extreme patience for steep. The only thing that uh, is a caveat, I'll let everybody know right up top, the dialogue is painfully out of touch. They they make a joke uh very early on where they're like they're like, "Yeah, it's brand spanking new." And like, "That's brand all, no, what are you talking new. about? That's good. That's amazing." <laughs> Sounds pretty good. That's anyway, good to me. I cannot wait for y'all to play this game and for you to realize that actually I do have good taste in video games. This is the one that's going <laughs> to push us over the edge. Uh, let's let's move through some of these a bit faster because yeah, yeah, we've call. been going a long time. Mario Party Superstars yeah. is going to be uh, more. This this it's this Mario Party game, but it's got like I think a hundred or so like mini games from past. Now, nah, like man. your fa- it's your favorite mini games from past. Mario Party games are your favorite boards from past Mario Party. Well, and maybe this one will. Maybe this one will do it. Call of but Duty Call of... Vanguard on November fifth is uh, mm. from the studio that brought you Call of Duty World War Two um, and Advanced Warfare. Um, Can you even say that? Like it's from every Call of Duty studio. Yeah, that's like, true. every Call of Duty yeah, studio works right. on every from Call of Duty game now. Um. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Sure. I saw a trailer. I don't know necessarily what they're doing with it, um, but I think people really like Warzone, so I'm sure that will propel the new one into being popular as well. I I don't want to sound dismissive. It's just this franchise has reached a point where like it comes out, and then I wait, and if people talk about it, and they're like, yeah, it's great, then it's like, okay, well, go ahead and get on it. But it's they, I've they've been doing it so long now. I've become sort of inured to. Yeah, being having any kind of like anticipation for it, but we'll we'll see. It's been a little while since I got dipped into one of those, y'all. Uh, November 9th, Forza Horizon Five. I can keep this short. Everything I said about Writers Republic, just apply it here. Do it again. One one more again. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, yeah. It, Is that Persona Five? No, it's Shin Megami Tensei Five. It's it's a lot of the if you've never played one, it's sort of the mechanical foundational elements of Persona, but in like a super weird future demonic uh, like JRPG open world setting. Uh, yeah, I've I've always wanted to break into this series and haven't haven't done it yet but maybe the fifth entry into the this story franchise will be the one that gets me there it's coming out uh, on switch too which is great pokemon diamond and pearl remake griff is that something yeah i mean those are great games that haven't really gotten the gotten the the you know remake treatment before unlike most other entries in the pokemon series it's got like this sort of uh what funko pop chibi yeah aesthetic. it's like a chibi look to it i like the but, in the, but only in the overworld and then once you get into the battles like it just looks like sword and shield oh yeah um so not not my favorite aesthetic but uh you know i i have been playing the past you know couple pokemon games with my kiddo and i'm sure that this will very much appeal to him so the griffin mcroy trilogy continues <laughs> concludes i would say with final fantasy 14 Endwalker. is this the last Fuck expansion yes. pack they're doing that's why it's called Endwalker. I mean, jo- jokes aside. I mean, do you want to get into this? This is the this is the end of the current. I'm giving so- you thirty seconds <laughs> okay. to talk about it. Endwalker is the end of the current story arc, basically that has been going since a Realm Reborn launched in like 2014, I think. So yes, it's it's going to wrap up something, and uh, I'm all caught up in all of the like updates that they've done in like anticipation of this which is to say like a ton of story shit has been hot as hell You're probably up to 10 or 11 hours of gameplay uh, 10 or 13 or 14 somewhere around there i think a probably lot. 14 or 15 hours a lot yeah 
Um, they should measure it by your children's smiles. Like how, how many, many of those you've missed out? How many of your children's laughs that you've missed? <laughs> yeah, they should. Hey, they should do that for all video games, huh? Amen. Yeah, but most of them don't take up so many children's smiles, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, cumulatively speaking, I mean, this thing that we do play video games. I mean, anytime you're looking at a screen, you're not looking at a child's smile. <laughs> yeah, but like you're usually not riding a chocobo, you know. Um, sometimes you are. <laughs> sometimes you are. If you're, there's a lot of games actually where you ride chocobos. So, Advance Wars mythology too complex. Start over. Yes. Advance Wars reboot. Now be careful because when you're Gritty playing, remake. when you are playing this one, you're not going to be seeing any children's smiles, and that includes your own children's <laughs> smiles. There might be a way to do like a picture in picture. You think? Maybe. Yeah. It's you know we all love this series from Intelligent Systems. It was foundational, built the backbone. I think for. Uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of Fire Emblem DNA here, and uh, you know, people have a lot of fondness in their hearts, but there's no kids smiling in this one. So, <laughs> and that will be the last major game released this year. Mark my words. And that's Halo Infinite comes out after that on December. No, 8th. I say I don't think I I want to lay even money that that one gets Master Chiefs gets that little nudge into his old friend 2022. Yeah, oh, there's no fun. way. No, that's coming well, out actually. This year. Here's my theory. If, if. He already pushed half of it. No. I mean, what do you need for it to count as the actual release? <laughs> like, if it boots up and you see him, like, I need a gun, credits yeah. coming to 2022. The free to play multiplayer will come out this year. That's, that'll happen, right? Yes. Like, I mean, they already did the beta, so they could just re release the yeah, beta and have that count. already. All right. So that's the games of the fall There's and winter. Yeah, there is. Halo Infinite will be. I really, I'm ready to play a Halo Finish game. Finish the fight. Play the last one. I feel like I should. Well, I kind of missed some of the fight in the middle, but maybe I'll come back. Not and a little bit of finish fight. I don't care about the middle part. Just finish it. <laughs> I feel like I don't. The way that I will tell what's going on is just like where's where's Cortana? Is Cortana? Inside of a big robot She was body. evil last we left Cortana. She was evil, but then she, was she not evil for a minute? But she nice was evil. To, was she evil like Vin Diesel was evil in Fast 8? Hmm. Where it was like for the family Undercover. Still? Yeah, right. Did Man, they give I, her we clothes? Just spoiled. Um, she's cyber clothes. Yeah, she's we a robot. Just spoiled, she doesn't need clothes. We just, we just spoiled the last Halo game and Fate of the Fury. <laughs> Shame on us. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're talking about one little, a little bit of a conversation about a beautiful little gem we've been enjoying, and I hope you'll join us then. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties that's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. 
you have the account set up, you just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, now, Griff, you have not gotten into the Forgotten City, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to sell you on it. How's that? Uh, okay. Yes, please. Okay. I Yes, yes. Uh, built, uh, originally built on a, um, Skyrim, uh, mod, uh, many, many years ago. And now is its own standalone release. Can you play uh, as like Sonic the Hedgehog? And not so, in this. And you have lightsabers and a gun and you can do matrix. Jumps? I want to try to keep this brief. Okay. So okay. Okay. Mind. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and if I skip, if I skip parts of the story, it's like, why didn't you explain? It's because I don't want to like spoil anything, but you are, you get, uh, for reasons you fall through a portal that takes you through space and time uh into a uh ancient sort of roman city uh where uh people are living in peace and harmony and it would almost be idyllic except for uh the fact that this this thing called the golden rule where if anybody in this village, and it's not massive, we're talking like around 20 people live here. Uh, th- there is this rule that is if you uh, commit a sin, then everyone in the the place will die. And that's the only like sort of thing that's stitching the society together. There's a leader of the society um, who has uh, th- suspects that there is going to be a sin committed that day and charges you the outsider with uh, finding out who's going to commit that sin. And the sort of gameplay wise, the hook is that when you, when someone, you or someone else commits a sin, everyone does die, but you also have a small window, which you're able to escape and go back to the beginning of your time there, go back to the beginning of the loop. But, all the information that you've learned and all of the items you've collected stay with you. Um, so you are building relationships with people, but it's all begun back at the beginning uh, with with each loop that you do. Um, there's a little combat. There's a little bit of platforming, if you like. There's a lot of exploration. That's probably the thrust of it. Um, and a lot of like narrative, you know, pulling at threads, trying to figure out how to trigger different things in this clockwork uh, world to try to solve the mystery. And and in doing so, if you solve the mystery, it creates a paradox. So you never would have been pulled there and it'll kick you back to your own time. That's the theory, at least, that you're operating under. Um, yeah. And that is the forgotten. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, two things up top. One. Uh, talking about this game requires spoilers. We're not going to talk about spoilers right now. What we're going to do is we're going to talk more about this game. We're going to do the rest of the show, the questions, the what we're doing next week. And then right before the very end of the show, we'll have a quick spoilery conversation there. So uh, if you want to hear about the endings and stuff and you've played the game, it'll be there. But for everybody else, you don't need to worry about it. We're not going to like spoiler things. The other yeah. thing that I'll say about this game uh, uh, is uh, it has multiple endings anyway. So uh, kind of hard to spoil in certain ways. And Griffin, I'm sure that you heard that that description from your brother, and you thought, hmm, sounds interesting, but also sounds repetitive if you have to keep repeating the same day over and over again. Uh, no, they have a, a very wise fix, which is a, so a man smart. by the name of Galerius who just believes whatever he is told. And he happens to be waiting right outside your portal every time you restart the day. And you run up to him and he's like, oh, hey, who are you, stranger? And you're like, shut up, Galerius. I need you to go do this, this, and this for me so I don't have to. And he's like, I mean, I don't have anything else to do. Sure. Why not? Uh, So whatever you had accomplished in previous loops, 
uh, you can largely just have him handle for you. So big you stuff. Know, that's big, Very big but, stuff. Yeah, yeah, big stuff. There's still some repetition, <laughs> without a doubt, but it dodges like endless repetition by having this solve. Does it define the sins? Are we talking oh, about like the seven, the, oh, the seven deadlies? Oh, bud. You are okay. So, Griffin, with again, without getting the spoiler, that is the question that this game asks. Okay, what, what is what, the sin? That is what, what is the sin? And that is what this game is. It is basically so. Imagine that question you just asked, and you have 20 people living in a village who all have their own answer to that question, all right? And no one can test it. <laughs> right it's all theoretical because if you, you know, test if, it you could kill everybody in the whole city exactly right? right so it's very much like what do you think constitutes a, a sin you know grave enough to to kill justin everybody? i i want to ask you do you consider this a detective yeah. game because that was the vibe that i got from it but i'm curious what your take is as a lover of detective games i don't think i don't think it's a detective game in the sense that like you know, you're not necessarily finding a clue that unearths the the mystery. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Um, I think this is like a very cleverly masked, like philosophical exercise. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I, in terms of I the mean, actual themes covered, I agree with you totally. I think an exploration game is a yeah, better okay. way of, of, of more than detective because you're not having to, you know what the difference is for me? You're not doing a lot of dedu deduction. Sure. If you find the thing, it's like, well, this is, what this person needs this, to. In fact, you don't. There's also some fun, like hacky stuff. Like, um, there's a lot of different solutions mm -hmm. for different problems. For example, there's like you can start off as a character who has a gun, <laughs> and so it's like you just shoot somebody, and then it's like, well, okay, I've only got ten bullets forever, so like you can't use it on rep repeated loops, but you do have a gun. Um, and and there's stuff like you you can rob somebody and then make a run for the gate. And then you just have that money so you can use that money in other places. So like, there's like some little like sort of goofy hacky stuff you <laughs> so can do with, with that. I, I, I don't think I am the norm here. Uh, and I, I know that fresh thinks I just happen to have had bad luck. I really enjoyed this game. The final 10%, I ran into a series of infuriating bugs that Ugh, threatened to break the entire sucks. game. It was the worst possible time to do it. Here's a tip. If this happens to you, you do, at a certain point, gain a weapon, and you can kill anybody in the game. So if you are having bugs because you need to access something that they possess and it's not letting you, you, you kill them, you take what you need from them, and you just restart the loop. And you can, what I did not realize is, in theory, you could do this from the beginning of the game. You could yeah. just straight up murder everybody, take all their stuff, and be like, well, I have, I've got most of what I need. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to call out the, just the overall structure of the game is also really cool insofar as it would be a very overwhelming thing to get introduced to 20 different people and try to like keep track of everything. And the game does a very good job. I guess you could compare this a little bit to Oberdin in the sense that there is like a menu that keeps track of a bunch of different quote leads that are like mini stories that are going on within the city. And each of those leads has their own steps to them. So you can just say, okay, I'm just going to focus on, hey, here's this uh, woman who's been poisoned. I'm just going to focus on how do I fix this problem? How do I find a cure for her poisoning? Um, and that way, it's not like, oh, man, I have like 16 different plates I'm spinning. Now, eventually, all of these different leads will coincide with one another and be very important to you, like sort of unraveling the mystery. But I think as a way to introduce people to this world, it's a very smart, uh, engaging, just like accessible way to experience the concept itself yeah and, and this is where i'm a little more mixed on it than fresh is i'm curious where you are justin on it for me this game just feels like a visual novel in that way as in it tells you how to how to finish it you know you can do other other options and like find alternate ways to kind of break the story early but it, it kind of plays itself if you're just looking at the menu which i like but because I very much don't agree with that. Oh, well, I think let me, that that's let me, very let me finish really quick. Sorry. Okay. But, uh, the visual novel point of that for me is I felt like I was going through the story that they had carefully laid out for me and I really enjoyed. But because it was in a big 3D world, I was just having to run through it 
to, to get to the plot points. And while I liked looking at that world for the first couple hours, by the end it was like, oh my gosh, please just let me skip to the story beat so I can just progress this along. Um, I guess my experience was exactly like that. I, one, I use the zip lines a lot. Um, two, uh, my, I had like one really long run yeah. that wasn't like repetitive. It's sort of like that, that the, the run where you get a weapon, like a lot of, it takes a long time to get to that, a long time to get through it. And I just kind of like kept going with that particular like run. So I wasn't restarting a lot. Uh, towards towards the middle of it, um, so like I didn't, I don't know, I didn't have, I didn't find myself restarting that that often yeah. to where I was like getting bored I, um, navigating. There's also an element of like, where is this person going to be at this given moment um, that, that that you have to contend with. Um, my experience was that I would only use the menus when I felt a little bit stuck, like I didn't know where to go. But broadly speaking, if I had like a vague understand, so for example, there's a guy in town who's gay and someone is like threatening him for being gay because that person believes that being gay is a sin and it's going to cause everyone to die and you know one of the tool tips they gave was like hey you should just talk to people and see if anyone saw anything of like who created this graffiti on his store threatening him and i like started talking to people but didn't really find anything and then just started like looking through rooms and found like a letter that was relevant to exactly what I was trying to do. And so I felt like, you know, to Justin's point about multiple ways at it, I didn't think that there was always this one precise, this is the only way to do it. There are a couple quests that are kind of linear, but broadly speaking, I thought a lot of the stories had these like very clever, interesting ways to like solve the problem. Um, to the point where, like, once I beat it, and again, I won't talk about spoilers, but once I beat it, I was able to go restart the game, and I was able to beat the entire thing again in, like, two loops, like, incredibly quickly, just because there was so much information that, like, just I knew from the previous playthroughs. So it was just, like, I think it's it's extremely clever. I think it's very well written, for what it's worth. Like, the voice acting's very strong. There just aren't yeah. a mm. lot of narratives first games that do it as well as this game. There are more time, you know, over time, but maybe we get five or six in a year, if that. And I think this is one of the best personally. I know plant feels maybe a little bit differently, but I thought, you know, for the five or six hours that this takes to beat, it's a very cogent, interesting story. I was always engaged with all the little characters and um, I, I thought it was an amazing experience. I highly, highly recommend it. Is it is it like outer? It sounds a lot like outer wild. Yeah, that's so. That's the eh. other comparison that I thought. I thought like Oberdin. It reminded me of, and also Outer Wilds. Okay, eh. much more condensed. Yeah. Um, not not nearly as mechanical. Yeah, not say. as hard um, as Outer Wilds is. Not as ambitious either. Yeah, I I I really like the game, and I, I'm excited to talk about the spoilers. Uh, you know, in in a, in a moment. I think the game's writing is best when it is going full tilt. Love philosophical debate sort of stuff and there are a few conversations later in the game that i think work really well i think it's i mean it, it it's it's an interesting game to release right now because i think it is a game about the dangers of like constitutional originalism and about people who take laws too literary or not literary literally and um aren't able to understand that things need to evolve or budge or allow for um contradiction at times uh that's that's great i'm less into it on like a character level at times where it feels too simplistic and it, it kind of needs to be but like the story you were talking about about the man who is being harassed uh, with graffiti uh, it, it, the the ending of that one is is not great it's not terrible it's just it's just very simple and i get why it needs to be but there are a lot of solutions here where you're talking to somebody and you're like, hey, have you thought about blank? And they're like, well, that changed my entire worldview. And you're like, oh, cool. Great. That's convenient because I need it to to keep progressing the story. This sounds like I'm knocking it more than I am. The game's really enjoyable. This is, a, I think, just a challenge with these sorts of video games that have to be concise in a way that 
I don't know, breaks breaks the kind of reality for me. Well, and maintains pacing for the experience. You don't want to be like yeah. slogging through something yeah. that takes way too long. Cool. Want to do some questions from our friends at home? This one's from uh, Joseph. Uh, salve, friend. Uh, I really enjoyed this game, particularly that it takes place on a relatively small map, only includes a handful of characters, and doesn't take long. Like Oberdin Mist, what are your favorite inductive uh, mystery games that feel similar to The Forgotten City? I mean, there's not that many of them, I feel yeah, like. It's, it's kind of a new-ish. I wouldn't count Mist in this. I think Mist is like a, a very different experience that involves like, it's random switches and like puzzles yeah. like that. This is not that. This is much closer to the Orber Dim, which was mentioned, and, and Griffin mentioned Outer Wilds, which it also is. Paradise Killer is kind of oh, like yeah. this. I would, like if you, sure. If you like Paradise Killer, you would probably dig this. Um, you know, there's the Sherlock Holmes games, but that's a little more uh, certainly like mechanical than than this is. Um, you know, uh, I tell you another weird connection here maybe is like Night in the Woods um, is not unlike this in the sense that like uh, about like, you know, solving a mystery and having a lot of like in-depth conversations with people and um, maybe less like philosophically focused, a little more humanist, I think, than uh, than this is. But um, I think I think that's a very, a very cool one. Great. Y'all have you been playing anything else? Um, I did a bit of travel. I haven't been playing a lot, but uh, Kairosoft got a new uh, what's it called? Dungeon Village Two, oh. I believe. It's a new Kairosoft game. Is that a new phone f- battery melter? It's a new. From it's a new battery melter from Kairosoft. Uh, yeah, I like I like that game. You're like the mayor of a village, and uh, you got to build sort of things in the village to attract new adventurers who get equipped with new stuff, and then go out in the world and battle monsters and you get money to improve your village more and yeah it's a kairosoft game it weirdly takes forever to load like when you start the game <laughs> there's like a full like not full. a lot of optimization from those cats it's so like. weird it's like 45 seconds of waiting for the game to load every time you turn it on <laughs> so i don't know what that's Ooh. all about but once you get in there it's great uh, but yeah that's about it justin how about you well, uh, I play. You know, I got back into playing the expansion for Monster Train a little bit, uh, and that one is still such a joy to hop back in. If you haven't um, uh, dipped your dipped your snout into that, it's out bit, on Switch I, now. I would, out on Switch now. Highly recommend. Really, really good. Just um, play play that one, y'all. I, I need you to play this game before next week's episode because next week okay. we're talking about WarioWare spoilers. I know we're going to say that in a second. Spookware is a WarioWare RPG and you are Skellingtons. What's it on? It's on PC. And so far, I'm only like an hour in. I am loving this game. The aesthetic is... um. You know, like in the Nintendo 64 games, like Cruise in USA, where they tried to make things look like real world, but it was just a like JPEG f- floating 2D in 3D space? Yes. It looks like that. Like the whole world looks like that. And it it's just awesome. It's super charming. Um, I know that we'll talk about it quite a bit more, uh, so I'll leave it at that. But where do you, pl- where do you play it? What? Where, what's it on? PC, yeah. Okay. Um, I got one so, of yeah, give it give it uh some time before next week. Uh and that's that's everything for me. Yeah, I played Death of the Outsider. I mentioned Dishonored Death of the Outsider. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but extremely good if you love Dishonored uh standalone story. Um real All quick, right. let me just thank the people that have written written reviews, or this is just a ha- small handful of them. Thank you to everyone who's written reviews, but small handful. Sam versus Sam, Ryan M. Siak. Leela Mollison, Hyacinth Alex, and Plato Approved, which seems relevant to the game we're talking about this week. Mm-hmm. Thank you for writing reviews. Really appreciate it. We're going to list all the games we talked about on Twitter this week. But since the A section was basically very short recaps of these games, I will I will spare everybody the appreciate full it. list. Um, yeah. But for segment B, we talked about The Forgotten City. And uh, again, just to hammer home what, we, what else we're playing, Dishonored Death of the Outsider from Fresh Monster Train Expansion. 
uh, from Justin. I'm playing Spookware uh, on PC, and Griffin is playing Dungeon Village 2. We did it. The Last Divinity is the name of that uh, of that DLC. By nice. The way. Uh, so that is that. Before we go away, here is where the spoilers start. We're going to talk about the ending of Forgotten City. Next week, we're going to do some WarioWare. Now, we're going to do some spoilers. Hey, even if you think you won't care, just go ahead and don't. Like, just, it's a really good one. You, you should play it. Don't think you're, like, just, just don't. And then okay, come and listen good. to this after you played it, or if you've already finished yeah. it. Hey, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Even Griffin, uh, Griffin is going to Yeah, I'm going to bail. Yeah, yeah, bye, bye all. Guys. Go play this game. I will. Go play this game right now. Bye. Okay, spoilers starting now. I thought it was kind of dumb. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So okay. The, what let's boil yeah. down. Uh, let me boil down. Uh, let me let me describe like the first ending that I saw. Um, so okay. one of the very first, as people know, because you're listening to the sport. Let's keep this pretty focused because presumably everyone's yeah, done okay. this already. So one of the first things you, uh, the crimes or whatever mysteries you are trying to solve is this missing uh, girl who's the daughter of the lead of the city. Um, and I kind of ended up kind of stumbling on her on her by accident a little bit, um, which was kind of funny to me. Um, and but but as an ending, I thought it was it was okay. Like it was interesting that like we, I found her in the sewers and like, you know, it was okay. That I just had a key to the upper cistern and I just like, found yeah, that's the other way to do it. So, so as an ending, like as a way to entice me to play more, I knew that there was a lot more to see. Um, so that was like a good way to like, be like, Oh, here's like one option, but there's clearly a much deeper option. I felt the build up to get to the quote, true ending, the canon ending, um, was a little silly just structurally because you literally have to collect four panels, which is like very against the spirit of the rest of the game. Um, but I, I liked it just because it lent some structure okay. to it. I, I, I enjoyed that because once you hit that point, you knew that that was the end. And I liked that it. it didn't make you guess like, what do I need sure, to do to fair. get to that? Like it's, it's, it's guiding you along the way. If you think of it that way as a way to like, guide you through these last few things they want you to do. I think yeah, so I, it sounds I maybe... to me, did, did you all have the vote uh, done before you completed your first ending? No. The vote was one okay. of the last things I did. It's actually one yeah. of the hardest quests that you can do is to get Galarius elected. Uh, it's pro- it's, so it was like almost the last thing that I did. Yeah, that was the last thing I did. And mm. I know that Plant, you, your, um, most of your bugs happened when you were trying to complete that quest oh and I my knew, like yeah it was that is it extremely was frustrating and i'm i'm sensitive to like that stuff i actually th- it's a shame because that quest in particular like has a lot of interesting turns to it where you're trying to like get everyone on your side to vote the way you want and everyone has different priorities and it's very satisfying when you finally get them to vote the way you want it just does seem goofy that like the upshot of all that work is like we finally free this guy and we can walk into his cage and pick up this dumb little item that I needed. Like just, I got a massive kick out of the fact that he does a crime after that. I thought that was, Plant, I know you, you feel different. Yeah. I'm like, I'm less, sou- I'm, I'm a bit sour on that just because I feel like, I don't know. something about like, we don't know what is, is up with him, but he has been shunned by the sen- the city because of his mental health in some way. And then it's like for a goof, it's like, and they were right. Yeah, like, that, no, you're right. You're it, right. I should have. I, I should. I didn't really think critically about it very well. No, I mean it's not. It's not. I, don't I know. think it, it just. It, it. It didn't. You're not wrong. Yeah. No, you're absolutely on the money. I thought mechanically it. It. I wasn't thinking about the morality of it, but like I thought mechanically it was pretty clever. But I. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, it yeah. does sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were trying to make an interesting point about like, well, it's still wrong even though it ends up badly. Like, it's still morally wrong to like lock someone up when they haven't done anything. Um, but it is, yeah, it does feel like it's played as a little bit of a goof when he, again, the second he comes out, commits a crime. Um, yeah. So I, the the true okay. end game is the the, the, the Assassin's ending. Creed end game. Okay, which um, I disagree with that. Did you guys have a moment where you were like, How could you- holy fuck, did they actually talk, like, is this secretly, Justin uh, I, had a, I had a very, f- yeah, like, a very fleeting moment when I saw that dude where I was like, holy fucking shit, is this a backdoor 
Assassin's Creed, like part of like a canonical Assassin's Creed game. I don't, you guys, That's how you guys keep me. saying Assassin's Creed. Okay, so the reason, tell me if I'm wrong. The reason you're saying Assassin's Creed is because instead of being gods, they are a society. It's basically like Thor rules, which is like they're from another planet and they have such amazing technology that they might as well be gods. No, I mean, it, you know, well, it's also it's that like everything. ancient space aesthetic. Like it's like that. Like space Egypt and space space. Does that Greece. happen in a Assassin's like Creed game? There's a space Creed. Fresh, this is yes. The, the, did you you have not finished the Assassin's Creed games? No, for like I played like an hour years. of each one. <laughs> oh no, this okay, is okay. So you're not yeah, well this equipped. This is the to end this conversation. of every Assassin's Creed. Game. Oh, I beat Assassin's Creed three. This is this is like not to hammer this home, but like the end of this game is like like Plant just said. This is like the exact way that all Assassin's Creed games in the last five years. Really? Have been. Like it's like yes. you get to a level where it's like ancient space aesthetic. Like, and that is exactly what is happening. Okay. Here. Well, um, but I would say the actual thing let's let's ignore that for a second. That makes sense. I I buy that. I would say that the actual thing that you're doing there, I kind of dug. I don't know about you guys, but like uh, having Having a like a way to solve this problem with a philosophical conversation, whether it's simplistic or not, because it kind of has to be. But like, I don't know. I like listened. I like asked all the questions I wanted to ask and like tried to form an argument of why uh, Hades or Pluto, I should say, should end this stupid test for this so, town. Like, yeah. And, and, and I'm, like I'm going to throw a game I, I love under the bus. 13 Sentinels does this exact same thing. Which is you do it also all this takes work. forty hours to get there, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, you do all this work, and then the, the like you meet a character who's like, "Here's an info dump that is the entire backstory." Like it's mm. just I'm just gonna, I'm literally just gonna tell you the story of the game, and then after that you have this philosophical debate. Which again, I like it conceptually. I do agree with you. I think it's very cool that you can like solve the game by having a conversation what's silly is our dude has been sitting in space for three thousand years and you're like hey um got three or four questions uh last question have you thought about not being an asshole and he's like whoa i i I mean like i hadn't thought about it like that it's not that simplistic it's not like bethesda levels of like oh i have enough you know, talking points. Yeah, so what I'm solve. saying is, I guess changing a I guess space I, god's mind after like five questions. But that's how mythology is, just... is. Like it always ends with like two. You know, oh. a man talking to a god, and uh, the man can. Did you guys it. not just kill the lady? So what? that's the like gamey option. That's what I did. I just shot the lady with. My yeah, you bow, could do that, and too. then I took her crown, and then I did a. See, I just did it completely different for you guys. I shot the lady with my bow, and then I took her crown, and then I restarted the time loop, and then I came back, and I was like, eh, this is all very good points you're raising, but got her crown. And he's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, yeah, that's my deal. And he's like, I quit, I guess. I'm like, all right, nice, it's good. <laughs> yeah, that is the goofy, g- goofier option of the way to end the game, in my opinion. Um, but they both give you the best ending, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they both work. They both land. Um, the one thing that I do love, though, the epilogue is, I think, a brilliant idea. Love the epilogue. I, I like it in the in, on a surface level. It made me feel good to see. I thought it was kind of like cute and clever. It did well, describe feel what it is really a little quick. bit. Well, presumably everyone's done it, but you you go into a art gallery after you've been like drug out of this reality by. Uh, Caron that you are put into basically like it's been a year uh, and everyone who is trapped in here has been freed and they are now at like basically a party for you uh, where they're displaying all the artifacts that were uncovered from this place and you see how all these people are like adjusting to our our current yeah they've been shipped to my like it yeah, in in the modern era, and I, I I dig it. I feel like it's a little bit like mega it happy ending you know, for, for a game that was very much sort of concerning itself with like questions of morality mm. and like philosophical questions. I felt like it was a little bit like 
and it all worked out yeah. in the end, you know, like, but, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a monster. <laughs> like I, I, dug, I dug it, especially after the couple years I've had, like, I actually was kind of relieved to be like, no, it's just good. It's just good and happy for everybody. Yeah. What I, what I really liked about it is so much of the game is about, um, in the pursuit of like moral good, you can't get to like perfection that that's, that is impossible. That you know that was the the test that was given to Pluto, and and it's impossible. But the world is near infinitely better now than it was in the age of Rome, right? That like yeah. the arc of history yeah. does get better, you know, over, over the long term. Um, and I like that we get to see that with these people who some of them were not great people in in the Forgotten City. Um, but it was because of the limitations of its world in some ways and being able to see them in the modern world with all the advantages that that provides, I did buy that they would probably be better people. Um, I, I liked that. It, it, it still is like, like you said, quite saccharine, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I also it. like how like y- you have these, like they have scripted some pretty like, meaningful dialogue with all the characters but because of the nature of the game there's some characters that like i maybe talked to one time and they're like they're like well we've had a long road together (laughs) it's like have we do you feel that that's really weird that you feel that way because i absolutely do not have much of a connection to you at all kind of a one-way street relationship yeah right Uh, i i did get the chills at the end though when they're like what happened to all the other gold statues and they pan down and the whole crowd is there that got me that got me good, good i gotta say that got me I, um, that. <laughs> I do want to give props to this game specifically for it might be the f- only game I can think of that can go from zero to credits in the shortest amount of time. You can get to a credits roll in this game in like four minutes, uh, which is pretty spectacular. Well, you just bury an arrow in the like you shoot the lid. Yeah, the you gun. shoot the lead, You pick the gun class and you start with the gun with 10 bullets. You only need one and you just shoot the guy in the face and it ends the time loop. <laughs> And you go to credits, just p- kind of props for them. Um, but I don't know. I, I, as I mentioned earlier, like I went back and I was like, okay, knowing everything I know, how much could I physically do in the first day to get me so close to the actual ending that I could just finish it very quickly? And you could do a ton. You know where all the like plaques are. You know like where all the little secret corners are. You know where the chests are that have a shitload of money in them. Um, I was like pretty amazed at how much I was able to do. And I don't know. I think that makes it a little bit cooler because so much is hidden, hidden in plain sight, basically. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. Um, we've already done all our rap stuff, so we don't have to do anything except say thanks for listening to this a little bit. Um, that's going to do it for us this week on The Besties. Until then, um, for all of us here at The Besties, be sure to join us again next time for The Besties. Because should the world's best friends make the world's best games... Steve.